I have with me uh, Deborah Green from ROC, Redeeming Our Communities. Uh, what's, what's that about, Deborah? Well, we're a community engagement charity. Funnily enough, we're 19 years old this week. We launched in 2004 at the Reebok Stadium as as a, a, a response, really, to the gang violence that was happening in Manchester with our nickname Gunchester. And actually, it's very, very relevant for today with all the recent news about the sad um, killing of a young girl in Croydon and the increase in things like knife crime. So we really responded by saying, if we can get the community to work together, we begin to address issues um, like antisocial behaviour through to more serious crime and create safer kind of communities um, so that's what we're about. And 19 years later, we're still here doing the same thing. Society changes, but, you know, problems still remain and maybe change a little bit, but still the need for response. Sure. So you started off off the back of that. What's What's been the biggest change, do you think, in the 19 years of ROC? What's the sort of biggest developments you think you've seen? Well, back then, it was unheard of, really, for agencies to work together and collaborate. Even, you know, probably yourself and myself would consider ourselves to be Christians. Even Christian people from different churches, denominations, streams didn't really work together. It was a very um, unheard of concept or practice and what we've seen is a greater understanding about how, when, I suppose, what the Bible describes as brothers and sisters dwelling together in unity, how that commands a blessing, or to put it in another way, how we can achieve far more when we work together. And what we've seen is through our partnership with the police, we're now working with all 43 police forces across the UK as redeeming our communities uh, obviously not in a Christian context, but in a context of what is the common ground? What do we want to achieve? How do we want to see society change? That we're seeing that collaboration is working. We need to do more of it. And that's that's a massive change. Yeah, it's that thing, isn't it? Two people can lift more together than two people separately. So if you've got five, 10 or 20, what can they achieve? Yeah, exactly. And um, you come up with innovative ideas. So when we do our community engagement events, which we call a rock conversation, we've just done one in Salford, and we have 150 people in a room and it's iron sharpens iron. You know, everyone is talking about the same issue. They're coming up with innovative ideas, not for how can the police fix this problem? How can we fix this problem together? in society as ordinary people, lay people. Um, and it comes up with, you know, different kind of start up a youth group, start up a cafe, you know, run a debt counselling service, run a food bank, kind of all the things that lots of people have been doing, but do it more in a collaborative way and pool our resources. And those are kind those are the sort of messages that are coming out from um, that idea of collaboration, innovation, um, try something and, you know, begin to address problems in 
more of a problem-solving way than just moaning about things. Yeah, not just stick a plaster on top of it. Yeah, longer-term solutions. There is a way through this violence that we're seeing on our streets. There, There is actually a plan that we could have if we really came together and began to address it together. I don't think we can eradicate violence because it's human nature, fallen human nature, uh, to sometimes do wrong things to others. But together we can come up with solutions to try and alleviate the, the problem or the symptoms. Where do these things come from? Obviously, we've got a cost of living crisis at the moment, which I think is huge. We know from our work with Police Service of Northern Ireland that the cost of living crisis is actually linked to crime. Because if people are struggling with their finances, they're more likely to turn to other methods. So we we know that all these things are linked, but how do we come together to start to address those problems in a more holistic way. It's encouraging that you're saying there is a way forward that we can deal with these things. Um, I think that's really important that there is hope, there is something we can do. What have you seen in communities across those nearly two decades? Where has it changed? Are you finding it easier to engage or is it becoming more difficult? Well, it's challenging, more challenging to work with um, councils and police forces because of the difficult budgets that everybody has at the moment. A lot of of our councils um, are bankrupt, sadly, and there just isn't the money to spend on things. So we can moan about potholes, they need fixing, but if there isn't the money in the budget to fix, and it's similar with social problems, we can say if we actually have more youth groups we know that antisocial behavior is going to reduce but all the all the youth budgets have been cut so i i do think we need to come up with more creative solutions to how we can run some services that we're that have been cut i am an optimist that's why i'm saying it can be fixed because there's always a way of fixing things in my head but i do think um organizations working together is more important than it ever has been before and we're collaborating with so many different organizations at the moment for example looking at where the food banks are running across the UK which we've got hundreds and hundreds of food banks can we put a mentoring service alongside the food bank to help families who are um, experiencing poverty long term how can they find a way out of that poverty what kind of help might they need it's very complicated but what kind of help can be provided that's just one example of how collaboration works but I am optimistic I think we can achieve more we can collaborate with businesses for example in our rock project in Woking one of the local businesses donated 300 computers which were then used during the COVID period for households who only have one device. And obviously the children are trying to do their homework, the parents are at home, the parents are trying to work, and they've got one device in the house to share between four or five people. 
that was a real dilemma and a business stepped in to donate those computers and the Rock Woking team put that project together. So just an idea of collaboration and simple ideas work. Yeah, I think the the interesting thing is you're you're having those conversations because I think a lot of people have a thought or a resource, but what do I do with this? Can it do any good? But if you can get talk, talking, people talking, all of a sudden that resource and this resource comes together to bring something else and it starts to, you know, snowball. Is, is that what you're seeing then? Yeah, exactly. So another example within the computer project, we're doing winter coat projects across uh, the UK. We've, we've, we've got many winter coat projects happening again this year. CAP have told us 65% of their clients can't afford to buy a winter coat. Uh, people are cold as well as hungry. And um, it's just a simple project. You put some rails up in a community centre or a church or the local library, people donate coats, maybe pre-loved coats that they don't wear anymore, which we've all got in our wardrobes, put them on the rail, people then have an open day, people can come along and try a coat on, we make it fun, we take the stigma away from it, and people come down and buy, uh, get the coats for free, effectively. Um, Danced Bank in... Um, in Northern Ireland have partnered with us for this. Um, so have Asda. Uh, some of the businesses have come out and said, actually, we can contribute to this either by donating coats, new coats, or they could send their staff along to give a day of their time to work in one of the winter coat projects. So it it inspires Doing good things inspires other people to get on on board and do good things as well. That's really, really encouraging. The coat thing, again, it's so simple, isn't it? It's something that a church can do, a community group can do. Mm. But if we have a conversation about this is how you could do that, all of a sudden it builds, doesn't it? Yeah, so what one of the things we do as Rock is pilot something and then write up the paper to, to explain to other people how to do it. You know, this is how to run a winter coat project. It is quite straightforward, but it has got a sort of um, thought through plan or model that we've put onto paper. And that then helps the local church or the local community centre or group think we can do the coat project. We've got the plan. We've got the model. We know how it works. If anything goes wrong, we can ring Deborah and ask her. Hopefully I don't get hundreds of phone calls now. Or we can ring Kiva in Northern Ireland. We can ring up and ask. We can get some help. Um, it's how projects that work well um, can be replicated. And I think that's one of the great you know, things that inspires me when a good project is replicated. Sure, because you're putting it into the hands of other people who can run it where they are with their own specific situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we've done that so many times and seen that a sort of miracle, what I call miracle of multiplication, where you've got suddenly a hundred winter coat projects. He started with one. Now so many people are doing it and we do a similar thing with school uniform projects in the summer. So there's so many ideas, you know, craft clubs, walking clubs. We know mental health is huge. There's a mental health crisis in the UK right now, one in four people 
and that's probably a conservative estimate, are struggling with their mental health, what can we do? We know that providing opportunities for people to come together to maybe do some craft activity or, uh, you know, knitting or going out walking or working on some shared activity helps. We know communication helps. We know all these things, how to put on a project in your community to address that issue. That's, again, we want those kind of things to be replicated. Having someone to say, we've started this, what do we do next? That's important, isn't it? If, if you're piloting yeah. something and there's no help, you're going to get stuck quick. But being able to yeah. ask someone, how do we do? Yeah, and people worry about things like health and safety, <laughs> DBS checks, um, you know, all sorts of things people worry about, many of which we don't need to, you know, we don't need to worry about some of those things because they're probably not relevant. Um, data protection that's another one and you you'd be well you probably wouldn't be surprised but some people are surprised by the reasons we don't do certain things is because of something that is very you know you're able to overcome it but because in your head it's this huge issue of data protection or health and safety or dbs checking Or, you know, because we've got some scary stories in the press at the moment about people who misused their positions of influence and power. And therefore, it really puts other people off having a go at something because we're worried about what might go wrong. Yeah. Um, You've got your conference coming up soon uh, for redeeming our communities. Um, but uh, what are you doing to mark 19 years? Before we get to the conference, what are you doing to celebrate that 19 years? We should be getting cake and eating a lot of cake, yeah, shouldn't yeah. we? But I haven't actually got any cake yet. <laughs> um, one of the things we're doing is asking people to share their memories of rock. And one of the things that massively encouraged me yesterday when we put the post out about 19 years is a young guy called Jamie Ross contacted me now Jamie Ross actually works for us now on our garden transformation projects where we transform gardens of people who are living in social housing or elderly people who can't fix their own garden or people who've got a disability and we take unemployed people train them up in gardening skills fantastic project it's been on the BBC but this guy Jamie Ross has just started that project in Preston He actually started, his memory of rock, he started attending one of our youth cafes, rock cafes, when he was 11 years old. And he said, oh, my memory of rock, I started attending a rock cafe when I was 11. Now I work for rock. It it just really, he's he's also at Bible college, training to be a minister of a church. I think he's going to be really great at that because he's got such an empathy with the community. But it just really encouraged me. I thought, have we been doing it for this long that this guy who's 11 now in his 20s is working for us, was at a rock cafe? I was just really blown away. So we're celebrating it by people sharing their memories. And I've been sent memories that I'd completely forgotten about myself. I suppose when you've been doing something for so long, you forget. And we're just sharing memories and it's just going to hopefully inspire other people to work in their community. 
Oh, that's brilliant. Okay, Redeeming Our Communities, the conference you've got coming up in November. Um, what's it about? Who's it for? And why would anybody want to attend? What, are they, what can they get from that? Well, one of the things I was talking about before was replication of good ideas, which we always look at at the conference. And it's an opportunity really for activists, I suppose, or would-be activists, which I hopefully is all of us, we want to make a difference with our lives, to come together and the synergy of what happens when we come together you feel inspired you feel encouraged you have a light bulb moment that happens a lot at our conferences so every year we run a conference last year we were talking about going higher and this year we thought well we'll go deeper and I don't know what we're going to do after that (laughs) wider I suppose (laughs) but we we run a rock conference it's in Staffordshire at Yarnfield Park a conference centre which is a beautiful conference centre we decided to go away for two days last year was one day and everybody said they wanted more so we're going for two nights uh, three days and bringing people together to share what works we have these one minute stories um, people share what works we've also got some really inspiring speakers like Jet Jones, for for example, from Nuneaton, talking to us about how to set up a community hub. And she's actually done that herself. So we have practitioners who've made things happen, I suppose, like myself, telling people this is how to do things and standing alongside people. We've got people like Mark Jones from Dawlish in Devon, who runs a community hub there. And we've got Dr. Mark, uh, Dr. Andy Knox, who is a, a medical practitioner in Cumbria, just written a book talking about the issue of mental health. What can we do in society? We've got Josh, Josh Green, who happens to be my son, is the youth director of 24-7 Prayer, talking about prayer and how that can make a difference, which is relevant to us all. It is a conference, I should say, which is aimed at Christians the church and the Christian community, although rock works very much in the secular field, what we want to do is equip churches to make a difference in society and to forge those links with the council and the police. So I'm going to be talking about that. How do you do that? How do you maintain that? How do you go from vision to reality? All of those kinds of things. So, yeah, it's 7th to the 9th of November. Of, at the, I know you're coming, Andy, we're so coming, that'll be coming. great. And um, people can book in um, at the rock.uk.com forward slash go deeper a link. Excellent. Well, we'll put that link on the on the video, put it out as well. Um, thank you, Deborah. I'm looking forward to coming in November. It's our yeah. first um, first outing as a radio station, so that's super exciting. Uh, so thank you for inviting us. We're looking forward to that. And it sounds really good. Um, so thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, really appreciate it. God bless. Take care. Thank you. Pure 24-7 Radio is listener supported, which means we are free, online and always pure because of the generous support of our listeners. If you would like to contribute financially, please visit pure247radio.org. If you'd like to find out how we use your money, please visit the Our Cost section. Any donation of any size will help keep us on air and broadcasting for free. Thank you.